Welcome to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. I'm your host, the Six Man. This podcast is uncut, unscripted, and we talk about a wide range of topics such as black entrepreneurship, social injustice, education, finances, the family dynamic, Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, and mental health, along with many more. It's a Real Talk podcast to empower, educate, encourage, uplift, and inspire, and to allow others to be better than they were yesterday. You're listening to my daddy, the six man. I'm with the six man. How you hit that free throw with no jumper? Take my people out of section eight. I stand behind my promise. Pray to God it took a leap of faith like Pac and Biggie Papa. Black Lives Matter over here. The truth they can't see yeah. too often. Get yeah. a kid facing trauma, stress, depression, marijuana, 50 cents a jack, heart disease from me now carry out a sweat, blood and tears. My cousin spent five years at this McDonald's, taking classes, studying social work, and hosting fillers pockets. Scarlet fever from industrial parks, pollution gave us asthma. I can't trust the news no more. Cause they put filters on their cameras Six men tell it straight out here Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford One leg inside the trench My wrist came from corporate office uh, Here's the truth Mind above the matters I can't let them starve Hood preacher I can't let my city ever fall apart Made mistakes before I overcome the odds And took a charge Building damn power Took my youngest Yeah, I'm with the six man How you hit that free throw with no jumper Take my people out of section eight I stand behind my promise Pray to God it took a leap of faith Like Pac and Biggie Papa Black Black lives matter over here, the truth they can't see too often, yeah, yeah, we need change of perks, we always had it the worst, cause white folk policies left us cursed, we need retribution, put 10 bands inside my grandma's purse, they set us back a thousand years and took our culture here as dirt, we all kings and queens, right, just hit the six man for advice, my mind was stuck in the gutter, spoken reason changed my life, meditation kept us woke, therapeutic vibes and quotes, they just killed Breonna Taylor, so it's hard to trust her folks, and I sent a prayer for yeah. White collar crime through the stock market, mail fraud. When it came to food stamps, my brother never had a choice. Fast forward, he just copped a 20 acres. Yeah. I'm with the six man. How you hit that free throw with no jumper? Take my people out of section eight. I stand behind my promise. Pray to God it took a leap of faith like Pac and Biggie Papa. Black Lives Matter over here. The truth they can't see. Yeah. I'm with the six man. How you hit that free throw with no jumper? Take my people out of section eight. I stand behind my promise. Pray to God it took a leap of faith like Pac and Biggie Papa Black Lives Matter over here The truth they can't see too often yeah. Welcome back y'all Welcome back to the show You're tuned into Real Talk with The Six Man I am your host The Six Man um, And I think this um, this episode is going to be very informative um, with all of the spikes in gun violence in D.C. Um, and the region. Um, it's been a lot of uptick on people wanting to try to purchase and um, have uh, responsible gun ownership in the District of Columbia. And it's been, a, um, it's been a difficult process because at one point it was only one person that you could deal with to even transfer, to buy, um, to go through, to even get a handgun. But I got a homie who um, I recently spoke to not too long ago and come to find out he is going to be one of the men that is going to help people actually get their guns transferred and get all their paperwork and get everything legitimized 
so they can have, um, you know, a gun in D.C. and do it in a responsible manner. He's going to educate you. He's going to let you know everything you need to do and just kind of, you know, make sure that um, anything that you don't have, he'll educate you on everything that you need. So that way, when that time comes for you to come and get your gun, you can get it and you can have everything legitimized so that way you can have it in the District of Columbia. <clears throat> so I wanted to introduce my man. We, 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 the crew, we call him Dickie, but his real AKA uh, name is Richard Hawkins, and he is the owner um, of G&D. Yeah, G&D. And we want you to kind of tell people, um, tell people about G&D, and then we're going to get into um, a little bit of dialogue because this is this this episode. I think is just going to be more educational and more informative than anything. So tell people what G what G and D is, and tell them who you are and what you're doing. So G and D is basically a, um, a LLC, and the company is G and D FFL, and an FFL is a federal firearms licensing. So before the gentleman who was responsible for transferring firearms into the city. Um, and at the time he was the only one, he was the FFL for pretty much DC. So if you purchased a handgun in the area, Maryland, Virginia, if you purchased it online, it had to go through that FFL before it got to you. Okay. So pretty much what GND does is we pretty much facilitate the transfer of firearms into the city to responsible gun owners. Okay. So if you were to purchase a firearm locally from a local gun shop in Maryland or Virginia, what you need to do is you need to go there you purchase your firearm and you let them know that you want to have your firearm transferred through GND FFL. Okay. okay. Um, that the uh, the shop that you purchase from will get in contact with me. We'll swap FFL information and then they will send your firearm to me. FFL. What what's the federal federal firearms license? Federal firearms license. Okay. So we'll swap FFL information and then they'll send your firearm to me. Okay. Once I receive your firearm. I send you an invoice for the transfer fee, which is $125, which is what it was when um, Charles Sykes, that's who was doing um, the, the transfers okay. before he um, before he called it quits. And after Charles Sykes, it was MPD who picked up the FFL. Okay. And that's what they were charging as well, $125. Um, but yeah, I send you an invoice for $125. Once the invoice is satisfied, then we get back in contact with you to make an appointment to come in to fill out your paperwork. Okay. To take the MPD to register your so firearm. so so you so you can go and purchase your handgun pretty much anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You can go online and purchase it. You can purchase from a local gun shop. There are a lot of uh, shops that are online that already have my FFL, like guns.com or gunbroker.com. Okay. Um, but if they don't, just let me know ahead of time so I can get the, my information to them. Okay. So when you go to check out, it'll be an easy. It'll be process. an easy process. Okay. And so and so even if we go to purchase the handgun, we have to have. A, a FFL broker or FFL uh, established uh, entity to even start the process? Um, well, the FFL is pretty much the only way that your gun is going to get into the city Got because you. you can't walk out of the store with it that day. Correct. It has to be transferred with me to okay. me and then it has to be registered with the city. Okay. So during your appointment with me, we fill out what's called a PD-219, okay. which is MPD's um, Metropolitan Police Department's form for registering a, a firearm okay and that'll have the make of your uh your firearm the model the serial number the uh the caliber the barrel length it'll have all the um, specific firearm information on this document okay um during your appointment with me 
We'll fill out this document. I'll print it. We'll both sign and date it. I give it to you. And then you also go to MPD with that document to register that firearm. Actually, after you, after we fill out that document, mm -hmm. I'll get online with you and we'll make your appointment to go to MPD. Okay. Because they're doing everything online now. Uh, as, a, yeah, as opposed COVID. to being able, yeah, as opposed to having to call them and, and get an appointment that way. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one stop shopping once you after you purchase your firearm. Now I know sometimes people will probably end up, you know, not necessarily wanting to wait to get their gun. Is there any way if they're at the store and want to get it transferred to you? Is there any way that you come to to pick up the the, the gun to to bring it to your office instead no. of having having them wait till the store sends it to you? Now what we do, yes, that 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 is something that we do. Um, we do offer in store pickups. Um, but that's only for local gun purchases. So if you purchase in Maryland or Virginia within the thirty mile uh, within a thirty mile radius, then okay. we will go to the shop and pick your firearm up for you for a fee. Okay. Which is twenty dollars. Okay. As opposed to the like thirty to thirty five dollars that a shop may charge you to ship to us. And okay. then that might take a day or two. And so you was telling me something earlier offline where you were saying that every every purchase gun that you have, you have to go through the same process. But you have to have a, a license attached to it with that gun. Is that correct? So you were talking about the registration card. Correct. So once you turn your um, your paperwork in, your PD-219 at your MPD appointment, um, they say it takes between like 14 and 21 days because, you know, they do fingerprinting. If this is your first time purchasing, okay. they'll have to run a background check on you. Okay. I run a background check as well. Okay. Um, and that goes for every purchase. Every okay. purchase that you make, you have to have a, a so, background so, check. So does the store do that and you do one or is it just one? The store doesn't do it. MPD does it and I do it. Okay. So, so how, how does the information between you and MPD differ? Is it the same information? It's, pretty, the, same it's the same information. Okay. I mean, when you go to MPD, they're probably going to take a, they're going to take your driver's license, make a copy of it and everything. I do the same. Okay. Because that's beneficial for me to run your background and check. Uh, your to background make sure. Investigation. And, and so is that a way to CYA for you or is that oh, just mandatory? Absolutely. So <clears throat> the, the thing that I'm responsible for is a background investigation. And then for the next 20 years... I gotta keep records of uh, our purchase, okay. oh, well, of our transaction. Okay. So when you come back to per uh, pick up your firearm after you've been um, issued a registration certificate from MPD, mm -hmm. we have to fill out one more form, which is called a 4473, and this is the ATF form. Okay. This is the form that I keep <clears throat> for the next 20 years. Okay. So if there's something that happens with you and that firearm, ATF is gonna come looking for me saying, hey, you know, we found this serial number. This serial number, was, this was transferred through to you. you. And I'm like, hey, I got all that information. So if I get subpoenaed by MPD or the ATF, you got I'll have these records. records for the next 20 years. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And so what, what are some things that people don't know in regards to, um, I guess, just getting a file? Because it was a lot of mixed communication with a few people saying that it was only one dealer or it was only one person that you can get your gun from. Yeah. So now that it seems like you're another um, entity now available for people to get a gun, what are some things that people need to know to get started if they do want to become a responsible gun owner? I think really the biggest thing you need to do is <laughs> look at yourself. Um, I get several calls a day of people who have, um, let's call it a checkered past. Right. Um, you may have a, a conviction on your record. Right. That may get you denied coming, you know, on, on a background check. So, and again, 
if you purchase from a local gun shop, they're going to sell you the gun. Absolutely. But it's on me to make sure that you got the right requirements to get it. Exactly. So see, if you come back, so if you come back as if you purchase a gun, I get your uh, gun and I run your information through the next background check and you come back as a deny. There's you nothing you can do. I can't transfer that firearm to you. It has mm. to go back to the store. Mm. So I think to kind of save yourself from that headache of, you know, going through, you know, a refund and then you got to pay me to ship it back to you. Right. And, and, and all this other stuff. So kind of do your due diligence. Check and, your background. Yeah, check your background. Sure good. If you have a felony conviction, you know, make sure you can try and get it expunged before you, you know, try to uh, purchase a firearm because if it comes back denied, there's nothing I can do for you. Now, I can give you the information where you can go through the FBI appeals process. Okay. But until that, I can't, I can't release that firearm to you. And, and, and in D.C., this is the only process to be able to get a, a handgun legally in D.C. Absolutely. This is what you have to do to register and become a, a, a gun owner. Now, and, now, now, some people will, now, some people will misconstrue this with concealed carry. No, no, no. Concealed carry is completely different. So what people, what people are doing to register a firearm, they're calling it home protection. Okay. All right. So to, do, to, to purchase a firearm and get it registered for home protection... That's completely separate from CCW. So you can have a gun in the house right. for home protection. Okay. The only thing is, until you take your CCW class, you cannot carry your firearm Okay. on your person concealed. Okay. okay. Now, you can have your firearm in the trunk of your car with the ammo separate, and you can go to the gun range. Okay. You can use it for recreational purposes. Okay. But that doesn't mean you can have it on your is it So is it true, is it true, I mean, is it true that if you are going to the range and the gun, like you just explained, has to be separated, is it true that you can only go from the range back home versus going from the range and then taking a stop and nah, going to 7-Eleven? Nah, yeah, you, you got to kind of use good judgment, but it's technically, it's range, home, home. home range. Okay. You don't want to go to the range and then go out start running errands and going to Target. And, and then get pulled and, over. And get pulled up and now you got to explain you know, why you... Yeah, mm. it ain't no range within a 10 mile radius right. area. What you doing with the gun in the truck? Right. Yeah, so right. it's, it's, it's one of those things where you got to use your better judgment, but technically it's home, range, range. So home. is is there a time period or is there an amount of um, guns that you can buy at one time? Do they give you like a number? Like let's say, can I do a gun every three months? Can I do a gun every two years? Like, I mean, what's the availability on being able to purchase once you get one done? In D.C.? I don't believe there is a limit. Okay. Um, because and this is handgun and long, right? This long is right. this is for handguns. Okay. I do know that for handguns, I don't believe that there's a limit in DC for for uh, handguns. But what a lot of people don't know is that if you purchase more than one firearm at a time, then what has that has to be reported to the ATF that you purchase more than one firearm, mm. and that's called a multiple sales. Okay. And what I have to do is a multiple sales form. That, you know, and most people don't even know about this, but I do a multiple sales form and the day that I transfer that firearm or those firearms to you, mm -hmm. I also have to send that multiple sales form to the ATF. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like 
the other form, the 4473 that I keep for 20 years, mm-hmm. I don't have to send that to the ATF. I just have to sit on it. You, yeah, you have to sit on that. But if you buy more than one firearm at a time and, a, and I transfer more than one firearm to you, mm-hmm. that's called a multiple sale. And I have to send that directly. To what's the, the what's the difference? Because I'm noticing now that it, it's a little different between um, purchasing and owning a handgun than it is a, a shotgun or a rifle. What, what would be a difference between the two? Like, like so if somebody... Let's say, because I know for me in Maryland, it's, it's been a hard ride for me, but I'm not going to give up on it. But <laughs> it seemed like in Maryland, it's easier to get a long rifle or a shotgun than it is to get a handgun. So it's like, I mean, I'm not saying that a handgun doesn't do as much damage as a rifle or, 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 or a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you still going to have collateral damage. But in my mind, it seems like you would have more collateral damage with a shotgun and a rifle compared than to uh, a hang and I know a handgun is a little bit more easy to conceal, and that's that. I think that's what a the, long range rifle or shotgun, and that's what the I think that's where that's what comes into play the concealability of a handgun. Okay. So before they release a handgun, I mean it's hard to tuck a a, a twelve gauge. Yeah, under your shirt. Under, under your shirt. Yeah. Like Same thing with a with a long rifle. Yeah. Like an AR fifteen or or a Ruger Mini thirty or something right. like that. So it's the concealability of the handguns that people really want to make sure that you are responsible, that you have to go through all of these steps, that you're fingerprinted, that everything is documented, that right. we have your ID right. because of the concealability of a of a uh, handgun. Do do you think do you think that do you think that it's gonna be more people in your position? I mean I mean we we're gonna get into the 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 process, but do you think it'll be more people in your position that'll wanna do this in DC? Because I mean I mean, you just showed me your safe, and it's 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 crazy. Like it's, it's I mean, you got rows of guns for people to come and pick up. So Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just me personally. I'm just doing this because I want people to get educated. Because again, I feel like there is an uptick in violence and crime, right? But I want people to understand that people who are you know responsible are getting licensed to carry, getting licensed to have a gun in their home on their person, and you know. It's just like a warning. Like, don't run up on somebody because you don't know. Absolutely. If you know what I mean, like, so. I mean, a lot of most of the calls that I get throughout the day are people asking about concealed carry, and mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm just I, I only do transfers. I don't sell firearms. I don't sell ammo. I don't sell training. All I do is transfer firearms. Okay. So you know, mostly throughout the day, I'm kind of pointing people in the right, right direction as far as you know training or sales mm-hmm. or where they can go to you know purchase a firearm or whether it's online or locally. But, yeah, like you said, a lot of people are doing concealed carry. Yeah. People are going down to NPD with their concealed carry paperwork and their registration paperwork. Mm. And mostly it's females. I, I've, I've seen that lately. It's mostly females. I've seen and, it. And, and, and God, man, God bless them. I did great, good job. Yeah. Good job because, yeah. you know, being able to defend yourself mm-hmm. is... Is, is, is key um, there's a lot that comes with defending yourself mm-hmm. especially with a firearm mm-hmm. using deadly force yeah. and that's what's covered in those CCW classes yeah. and yeah yeah fellas they, they, they're carrying it too yeah. they're carrying it I mean, I, I, so, so in my Utah class yeah. it was a, um, an NRA certified instructor doing our class mm-hmm. and she was just basically breaking down you know First thing she said was having a gun is a great opportunity to protect yourself, but it comes with a lot of responsibility, you know, responsibility right? And so she was breaking down 
certain scenarios, you know, somebody coming into your house, mm-hmm. you know, she had a, she had a, um, an example where um, somebody broke into a house, um, you know, she was like, they're, 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 what, what do you do? She was like, you know, do you, do you go towards them with your farm? Do you go back and retreat? So I remember it was an older lady and she was like, you know, I'm going to grab my gun and I'm going to go straight at him like that, right? And so we in class and we like, oh, okay. I mean, I, she was like, well, no, not necessarily. That's not what you want to do. You want to get your farm. You want to get into a safe place and you want to just wait. Right. You want to wait till they come to you. And then if it has to be a moment when you have to use your farm and defend yourself, then you do so. And I know like maybe... Maybe ten minutes into after the the question was asked, she, uh, a guy came and tapped her, the lady on her shoulder, and she went out of class, mm-hmm. and she didn't come back. Oh wow! I was curious on why she didn't come back. So when we did a break, I went to ask the instructor. I was like, "Yeah, so the lady that was um that answered the question, what happened to her? They was like, oh, we've already removed her from the class.' Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Huh?" She was like, "Yeah, because she, with her answer, that's letting us know she's not going to be a responsible gun mm-hmm. owner." So to me, I, it felt like in that moment. Like, okay, they taking it serious. It ain't like just willy-nilly. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Even because um, I did my uh, DCCCW, and while I was at it, I did Utah as well. Right. And it's really in the verbiage that you have to look at. And, you know, like with the scenario that you brought up with somebody in the home, you know, you have to be in imminent danger. Now she, that's, the, that's the phrase she used. You, you can't, you hear somebody break in, you can't go hunt. Pop off, yeah. And you can confront them, but... Don't think you can just shoot off the break. Right. So if you confront them and you have a pistol pointed at them and they start to retreat and they start to leave, you, you gotta, gotta let them go. leave. Yeah. I was talking to a state trooper um, at the range one one weekend. This mm-hmm. was like maybe like two two and a half three years ago, and he made mention of that as well. He was like, if if, if somebody breaks in your house and they cross that threshold, and you identify yourself having a handgun or a gun, mm-hmm. and they decide to turn around and retreat, if they get shot in the back. You going to jail. jail. I said, for real? I said, even though they're in my house, he was like, he was like, you going to jail, champ. He said, so even though, you know, you know, he he couldn't say whether he disapproved or approved with the law, but he was like, the law is the law. So he was like, we want to get people that come to the range, you know, enough information so that way when they go home, they're protected, but then they're protected responsibly. So I just feel like, you know, the more people know about gun ownership, I think the more they'd be comfortable with it. Because I'm I'm in a group on Facebook and it's a couple of women who reach out to me mm-hmm. in regards to going to the range and, you know, different stuff. And I try to give them as much information as possible. Right. So I, I did an interview with um, Juan Johnson, which I mentioned to him, mentioned you to him. Okay. And Juan is a uh, NRA certified gun instructor as well. And he is also a 25 year vet um of the MPD. Okay. And so he was telling me that whenever, you know, women or, you know, people in general have any questions about guns, to let them know. So I try to, you know, give them his um his Facebook, which is Long mm-hmm. Wolf um firearms training. So that way they get to be educated because one of the things he talked about is not just gun ownership, but black gun ownership. Absolutely. Black responsible ownership. So I was gonna get into asking you how do you feel being a black man in this position, being able to educate people on how to transfer and to, you know, purchase their weapon in a legit way? Like, how does that make you feel? I mean, because I know, you know, for some of us, it's like, oh, man, like you say, oh, I got a record or I got a charge. Mm-hmm. But like you say, if you do your due diligence, and I mean, you might you might have something on your record that might take, you know, a month, two months to get off, but then you're good to go. But right. you might have something that may take longer. But I feel like sometimes is um is defeat. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes is we get pumped, we go down, we got our information, and as soon as something pops up, oh, so you got to take care of this, it's we, we defeated. Right. So, like, what would be some of the advice or some of the the um, the knowledge you would give people to say, listen, this is what you need to do, this is how you need to go about it, and even if you have something on your license that's, you know, may deter you, mm-hmm. this is some of the things you could do to kind of keep that that process going because I know some people are going to be like well I got this charge or I got that charge but it's always a way yeah. to get that figured out yeah I mean a lot of it that they that's that's being looked at is have you it's, it's in like in the past five years mm-hmm. so if you got felonies on your record then you, yeah you you really need to you know get in touch with whoever to get things expunged or, mm-hmm. or before you even contact me but a lot of people are in that gray area, like, oh yeah, I had a, um, I had a charge, but it wasn't a conviction, and like in situations like that, I'm willing to work with people. I'm like, well, well, send me your information. I'll run a next check on you and see how it comes back. Okay. So that's that's kind of a a, a courtesy, a, a just kind of a courtesy, mm-hmm. or a, like what I like to do as far as like you know being being approachable and right. you know seeing if you can do this right. because you know I. I I would hope that somebody would do that for me. Right. So, I mean, if you if you give me a call, we can run your information and see if you come back denied or proceed, and then you know we can kind of take it from there and kind mm. of point you in the right direction. Right. But you know, if you yeah, biggest thing is a felony conviction or any convictions really. Right. That's what they look at. Have you been um, uh, with domestic violence? Um, that's a no no. Yeah, that's absolutely a no no. You yeah. would not get anything from domestic violence. But people think too that you know I I had a DUI. DUI is not something that's going to keep you from purchasing a firearm. Okay. Um, now, if it's a felony DUI or something, something you, yeah. where you kill three people. Yeah, yeah, that's something I mean, different. Well, then, yeah, you, that, that's going to be something Because there's a, a lot of people who now are having a toss-up between getting a marijuana license that's or a gun license. <laughs> and it's like, okay, do I want to smoke weed or do I want to protect my house? Now, I will tell you this. That's something that And I it's crazy to me. I mean, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep it a thousand. It's crazy to me how, how one is affecting the other. Because I'm like, if you at home, you might not be high that night. Somebody running your house, but, but how do you protect yourself if now you've told yourself, okay, I'm gonna get this marijuana license, but there's no way I can get a handgun license. Well, you gotta look at the two. Like, it ain't, you don't have to get a license to drink alcohol, do you? Well, that's true. I mean, and I'm not sure with DC, but I know with other states that if you have a medicinal marijuana card. You cannot register a fire. At all. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I got to do a little bit more digging into that. I'm sorry I don't have an answer for you. But, yeah, I'm not sure about D.C. I just, I just, I, I, I just, I mean, even, even not even if it's D.C., it just made me think, like, because I got a guy, he's down in Virginia mm-hmm. and Suffolk County. He's saying that it might have changed where you still can probably get a certain amount as long as it's um, medically, um, what's the word he used? Um I think he was saying as long as it's certified from your doctor that you have so some type of yeah, from a you know ailment yeah right. that you there's an opportunity where you can still get okay a, a, a gun as well and have both right. so I'm like if that's the case yeah but I'm like but why would that be why would it be marijuana I mean and now I, I'm hearing that you know uh, New York just went recreational yeah mm-hmm. you know it's all these other cities that's going recreational Virginia's going, Virginia's recreational. going recreational yep. so it's like why would that stop you. From being able to be a, still being a responsible, you know, gun owner. Well, I mean, it's, it's got to be, you know, uh, the the state of mind that you're in when you have your have your firearm. I, I mean, can dig it. It, it, it. You got to look at it from a law or a legal standpoint. If 
And even with concealed carry, you know, you can't conceal carry in a place in D.C. You can't conceal carry in a place that serves alcohol. Right. At all. So right. and that's whether if you're drinking or not. Right. And I'm, I think there's a few other places, libraries, parks, libraries, parks, like any federal uh, buildings, yeah. any federal yeah. uh, grounds like parks, yeah. the mall. Yeah. Uh, I remember they was telling us you that. can't have it only if you're anywhere near uh, the White House. Right. You can't have it up on observatory lane where. Um, uh, oh, where the VP's house is. Where the VP's house is, exactly. Right. So, yeah, it's a lot of things that, like I said, you got to do your due diligence. But this right. is things that they cover in the CCW class. Okay. But, you know, a part of responsible gun ownership is being of sound mind. Right. And if you find yourself in a CCW situation where you have to use deadly force with your firearm, that's the first thing that you're going to look at. Where, where you, you sound, right. Where you high. Right. So, it's kind of there to protect you. Okay. So when you say it that way, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, you going to jail regardless if you shoot somebody. Yeah. Justified or not, because right. they got to do go the process. You got to go through the whole process. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing that they're going to be looking at too is your state of mind. Yeah. Where you high? Where you drunk? And right. if you think you can recreationally smoke and carry a handgun and still be of sound mind and make split second decisions, you know. Was the shooting justified? Was I in imminent danger? Right. Was my loved one? It's, a, it's, a, it's a lot that comes with it's it. It's a lot that comes with being able to react in right. in seconds, right? And being in sound mind, right? So I mean, so just 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 being just first of all being a homie, right? right. But then, right. you know, again going back to being a black man, how does it feel? Like, what was the process? Like, once you got it, like, how did you feel? Like, knowing that you was gonna be doing this, like, you know, I, I felt, you know, I felt that there was a big weight on my shoulders. Because I want to educate our people about the ways of responsible gun ownership and and being able to, you know, recreationally go shoot. You know, I go up to Maryland, trap and skeet and shoot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I go to the range all the time. Um, even like times we go, we went out to Vegas or whatever, we go to the range right. out there and mm -hmm. they, you shoot everything. everything. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's I've, I've always been around firearms. Um, this is something that isn't new to me. Um, and you know, as a, as a as a black man in the city, you know, I was born here, I was raised here, and I felt that, you know, if somebody was going to get into this business, it should be somebody who, you know, it, uh, for the lack of a better word, is other people. I'm, Correct. I'm, 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 one, I'm one of you. I'm, Correct. I'm a native Washingtonian. Correct. I've, I've, I've been schooled here. Correct. Uh, I've lived here all my life for 45, uh, 45 years. Mm -hmm. So you know, it was it was just something that I wanted to do. This is something. That is a, a service that I wanted to provide to provide the city, and yeah, it was a long it was a long process, mm. a very long process. I started this process um, in like early June of two thousand. Oh wow! And I didn't actually get my FFL until the end of February. Oh wow! Yeah, because I was reading um, the article. And it was saying that, you know, you were still in the process right. of, of getting it, right? Right. And so when I read it, I was like, okay, that's dope. But, I mean, the other person, I think his name was uh, Pollen, Sean Pollen, I believe. Yeah, Sean Pollen. Pollen, uh, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like, like it's not too many of y'all, though. It's not. It's not. And, you know, he, he actually beat me by a month. I think he got his in January. Okay. And, um, you know, he... Yeah, yeah, he got up and running. He's actually around Cologne K Street, and um, and that's because of zoning. Um, the the city wants you to be zoned in a downtown location, so oh, that's pretty much where we are in a downtown sweet. location. That's sweet. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a long and, and arduous process to 
to get the FFL. And I think my biggest hurdle was zoning. Okay. And um, yeah, that that's that's kind of like what took the longest part. Um, that that was the part that took the longest as far as um, attaining my FFL because. You know, I applied for my FFL, then it got kicked back, then they said, yeah, you got to go through zoning, through um, through the local municipality, which is DCRA. Mm-hmm. So I went through the whole process, and things kind of got lost and shuffled, oh, and wow. I had to reapply. And it, you know, I'm, it, just, I'm just glad you didn't give up on it, though. Because when we finally talked and you told me, I was like, what? You did what? And then one, you sent me the article. I was like, what? Yeah, oh, man. At shit. one point, I was like, man, to hell with this. It's just, it's just too much because... <clears throat> You know, I was working my regular nine to five and, you know, I had to be zoned in the downtown location, which means I have to get an office downtown. Right. And now I'm paying for an office out of my out of pocket mm-hmm. just from a nine to five job that I have that I can't use for damn near a year until I get zoning approval, until I get my basic business license. Oh, you had to pay I, for it out of pocket off the break. I paid for this office for 10 months off the break before I could actually, you know. Before, I, before because I they got they got a, they got to physically see that you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah. in the location. MPD had to come out here. It was a lieutenant with MPD that had to come out and inspect my space. The uh, ATF agent that was in charge of my application, he came out for an interview, inspected okay. my space as well. So there were a lot of moving parts to get to this place that I am right now. That's what's up. So you know, after I got uh, the office and I got zoning approval, and then I resubmitted my um, my ATF um, application for the FFL, then. Um, uh, the agent came out and he was very helpful. That the the FFL once once he received the FFL paperwork, it probably took maybe another sixty days. Okay. And then I was after that I was open for business. That's what's up. So how busy have you been thus far? I mean, even though you cracked open the safe and let me see, but just it started out slow. It started okay. out slow. Like the first week and a half, two weeks was really slow. But my wife has been like diligent she's been going around she's been uh introducing herself to all the local gun shops and okay. giving them our ffl information and uh just making sure that we you know everybody knows that we're here and okay. we are uh, another option um other than the, uh, the other the other gentleman you mentioned um mr mr poland yes sean Paulin or poland right i believe it was yeah uh, that you know that we are another option i mean it worked out the timing was perfect for him because once DC, once there was another, once there was an FFL in DC, MPD released everything, and everybody was pushed to him. Yeah, so Sean Poland, I think it's P O U L I N DC right. Security Associates. Right. Okay. So once he got up and running, <clears throat> they put him on the website. All of the all of the traffic was pushed his way. He didn't have to go out and start doing advertising and telling people that. Oh well, I mean, you nobody, already you already knew once you told me what it was. I was right, gonna make sure I was bro, gonna put I you on it, man. I but mean, I, you you want you want real talk with the six man. You want <laughs> um 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 um. You, I put you into the group on the group page. I put you on my page. I think I linked you to. Uh, um, I was going to see if if there's a way um, if I can put you on my website as well, just as um, an affiliate, man, because I okay. feel like people need to know. I mean, oh, people yeah, need absolutely. to know. Like, I mean, I, I mean, for me, you know, just being on the platform that I'm on, you know, I hear people tell me all the time, like, man, that's good, man, that's good that you promote other people. I'm like, but Slim, I've always done that. Right. Like, I've all, I've always been somebody who, if I could point you in the right direction to something good, I'm gonna do that. Oh, so absolutely. I mean, I feel like that ain't never going to end. But this, right. this is. Highly important because there's a lot of people <laughs> who want to know. So right. I mean, I feel like I mean it's a good job. So how do people find you? What's your um your your website? Like how do people get in touch with you if they want to have questions? And is it okay, you know, for them to you know just give you a call and say, hey, 
th- this is what I got going on. Is there any way I can get, you know, get started? My yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the, the number to the office is 202-772-1097. We're open from 9 a.m. to uh, 4, 4 p.m. Um, our website is gandddffl.com. Um, you go to the contact us um, section. You can leave us uh, emails. We we check the uh, you know we check the site daily. Um, yeah, and, and and again, like I said, my wife has been diligent as far as going around the local gun shops. So most of the local gun shops already have our FFL information. Um, so if you wanna you know when you purchase a firearm, just let them know that you want GND to do your transfer. And, GND. Yeah, and and we'll get it. We'll get you a call once it gets in, and we'll start. Hey the man, Diggy, that's what's up, man. I'm I'm proud of I you, man. It, man. That's what's up, road, man. man. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. I I just I just think I just thought that it would be nice to have a quick, you know, infomercial um, conversation about this because again, when I read the article, it shocked me, and then when I saw, got to the bottom and, and saw your name, I was like, wait, hold on, okay, right, yeah. Right. Oh, so he really back live? Yeah, absolutely, man. We so a, yeah, we we are a small family operated black business, mm-hmm. and yeah, if you, if you got questions, concerns, if you don't think you can, but you might be able to, or just not sure, give me a call. Now, let me ask you a question before we get off. Is it any, is it, do you have any, um, do you have any, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you have any, um, thoughts about being on social media or do you just want to keep it on the website? No, no, no. You know, I I ain't really too big on the social media. My wife is, so I kind of let her run that. So we all Instagram. Okay. Um, um, we we haven't uh, got the Facebook thing up yet, so it's, okay. it's something that we're still working on. Again, I've only been in business since since February. February, and, okay. And with business picking up, because business has definitely been picking up. Okay. You know, I really don't have a lot of time to focus on our social media presence. So okay. it's something that my wife is trying to get more involved with, okay. or even kind of like outsource. I mean, because I know, because you know, I mean, kind of social media is that thing, that outlet for people it, to it, get. You social know. media makes the world go right, right, right. right. So, right. so yeah. what I so what I'll do is I'll make sure after this is done, I'll reach out to you, but I'll also call my guy who uh, did my website to see if there's any way we can just stick um, GND somewhere as a link you know um, you know we'll, 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 we'll try to say something in regards to um, you know, gun transfer or, mm-hmm. or something you know, yeah, yeah, you'll absolutely. let me know and then we'll, we'll we'll put it on the site but man I'm glad I had an opportunity to do this man and I just appreciate you coming out. let people know what's going on if y'all want to get if you want to get a gun and you want to do it responsibly, if you want to go to the store and, and, and purchase a gun, and again, you did tell me that it doesn't have to be in D.C. where you purchase the gun. No, there are no gun shops in D.C., so you can't buy a handgun in D.C., which is the reason why you have to have an FFL to transfer it into D.C. So okay. you can go to Maryland, you can go to Virginia, yeah, yeah. you can go online. Okay. Yeah. And then as long as you got it purchased, they give you the bill of sale, and then you tell them that you want to get it transferred by you, yep. and then you take care from there. Absolutely. GND, y'all. That's my man, Diggy, man. I appreciate you. Same. Hey, if y'all want to get y'all handguns, man, and, and, and get your get 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 your shit, man, right, get it registered, man. You know, my man Dicky is the person to come and see, man. G and D six man, we out. Uh, Trouble you 
just hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real spill, never clear what I say. <laughs> Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many standouts. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star.